This episode of Just Some Guardians is brought to you by Audible. If you saunter on over to audibletrial.com slash justsomeguardians, you can sign up yourself up for a lovely free, lovely and free 30-day trial of Audible to fill your brain with all sorts of novels. One of the top picks this week is a brand new psychological thriller by author Carlo Cosmite. God, my tire's flat. <laughs> I should have read ahead on this. The Ohio Twin. Mild-mannered Dan Squared <laughs> thought he was unique in the world, equal parts lovable and friendly, with just a hint of manly bread thrown into his librarian appeal. But then one day he wanders over to a park that happens to have a disc golf course and he spots the most unpredictable thing. A human being who is the spitting image of himself. Curious about this doppelganger, Squared, follow, <laughs> Squared follows him and begins to obsess about his, uh, his twin. Squared's journey takes him from Indiana to Ohio and sees him land in a spot in the middle of nowhere, South Carolina. <laughs> No, nowhere. <laughs> Will he discover the true identity of his twin? Will they go disc golfing and BMXing? Will Squared's destiny be digested by his obsession? You'll have to find out yourself by signing up for your 30-day free trial over audibletrial.com slash guardians, and by listening for yourself. Excitement abounds as the book is read by none other than Elmer Fudd himself. As he was too tired from from nonstop RDRT uh, Red Dead Redemption Two wagon robberies, to say no to Audible's request to read this for free, and now, please enjoy this episode of Just Some Guardians. Dun dun dun. Welcome to Just Some Guardians, episode 85. Uh, tonight, we're talking about kind of my return back to Destiny 2, and, and I have a, a guest here that also will be helping me help <laughs> all you. Um, clear night. I, I see you have cheese balls. Oh, birds. <laughs> I, I don't know if you knew that you weren't muted. You may be upset. Does a, a, uh, a visual bit? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think that's all visual. I think they can hear that quite well. Welcome to ASMR. Yeah. Uh, by the way, guys. Uh, I got plenty of these, by the way. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, well, let, let, with that, I'm gonna, going to introduce my uh, my guest. For this evening, it is none other than the ever-lovable Clear Knight. Clear Knight, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing really, really good. Actually, I'm, I'm doing much better this week than I was last week. I'm, well, you just have cheese balls. Like, what could be better? I mean, look, uts. <laughs> cheese balls are I always, amazing. I always pronounce them as oots. Are they oots? I thought they're uts, but, you know, I also say things like water. So, you know, I That's can't true. always be trusted. <laughs> That's no. true. Go birds. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's sports ball to you, there, Gunbait. Yes, uh, I know you I, live in Ohio, and they don't really have any football teams. That's so. true. 
<laughs> I am out of that game completely. So <laughs> stay the hell away from it. So it's all good. Well, welcome. I'm glad you can make it <laughs> here tonight. Um, those tuning in, uh, if you're living under a rock, um, and you Get just have it's really dark and damp under there. <laughs> it's, it, <laughs> it's rough, and and the sand just gets everywhere. So, mm-hmm. but uh. Um, Elmer could not be here tonight because he's going to be hunting elk. He's living the Red Dead Redemption 2 dream. Um, I, I will admit when you first said that he was hunting and when he said he was going to be yeah. done hunting or something, I immediately thought that it was still more Red Dead Online. <laughs> he is like, now... This week's legendary. <laughs> he is now descending into a pit of just pure, like, he has blackout curtains on his windows. He's he's locked up his house. Be very, um, very quiet. <laughs> he has all of his food stuffed into a satchel on his side, just ready to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, but he is legitimately actually hunting. So cool. uh, I wish him the best. I, I hope he uh, he gets one. Is safe. Doesn't hurt anybody. Doesn't hurt himself. And he catches something. Yes. Also, or Russell, shoots, I guess or you catch or do you shoot, whatever. You don't catch deer <laughs> uh, yeah. or elk. Um, yeah, they're swift. I, <laughs> Uh, it's really hard to wrangle them with your hands. Just yeah. saying. But, and I will uh, preface this that, you know, I said this last time, it seems like whenever I, we record on Thursdays for Hoot Dog and, and it seems like I wasn't thinking I was gonna be jazzed up, but just, you know, the presence of you and just, you know, oh. having, we haven't talked in a while. I feel like energized and it could also be some cheese balls and some Coke, but either that way, <laughs> I'm going to have a good evening as we hopefully all will. <laughs> yeah. Um, Russell also couldn't make it tonight. Uh, he's out with his wife tonight, so I hope they're out having fun. And, and, uh, so it's just kind of tonight. It's a, uh, it's just an old fashioned hoot dog takeover, a coup, if you will. So I was going to look for a beret, but I could not find one. I really wanted to have a beret for the coup because that's usually (laughs) what you do right doing a coup. Yeah. Yes. So I don't have one. Well, we'll have to work on that next time we do this. So. Yeah. If there will be a next time after this. So. Hopefully that we're going to take it. <laughs> so, um, as I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, I had mentioned that uh, I- I'm still playing uh, Red Dead Redemption, but uh, I'm also, uh, I-, I hadn't even purchased Destiny 2, so I'll be purchasing it this weekend and, and actually making my return back into the game. And at mm-hmm. least, uh, I don't know if I'll be rushing into the raid, but I, I, w- I know I'll be uh, trying to go for, you know, whatever the game has to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, what I, I imagine you yourself have also been playing a lot of Destiny 2 these past Yeah, couple. actually. Um, and it was interesting because prior to that, I had two um, planned on playing some Red Dead Online. And for whatever reason, because I was really doing a lot of PC and I had not turned on my PS4 for a very long time, it had not downloaded pretty much a lot of updates. So it had to do PlayStation updates, it had to do Red Dead updates, and it had to do Red Dead Online. And, you know, as we all love, PSN is not the swiftest of connections, regardless of how good your connection is. I had planned that one night when it first launched to uh, join you guys and play. And I was like, well, this is non. I'm in my living room. What am I going to do? I'm not going to feel like going to the other room to turn on my PC, you know, or play on the PC. It's like, well, you know what? Xbox. Xbox is there. It's, you know, it's not really doing much right now. And I know Gears had just come out and I have the Xbox pass, that ultimate pass. So I ended up playing Gears of War 5 while I was waiting for Red Dead to download. And I think I got through like two acts of Gears of War before oh, wow. I think even even 
try to get finished on Red Dead. So I was like, it's a hefty download. So it is. So I kept, you know, talk, I have two different HDMI hookups for that. So I was like flipping back and forth between the two. So like, all right, I'll go back to this. And I did it a few times, but I think it was on certain nights that you guys weren't playing. And then right before that, Borderlands, you know, so I was in, you know, in the Borderlands uh, fun, which is actually really good. I know you, I don't think you guys got into it, but it'll be there. I mean, it's a great game. Like yeah. It's, played the first couple i think right you said at one point yeah i i I played through uh borderlands 2 i never went through the pre-sequel and some people i guess in the gaming community don't even want to even recognize it as a borderlands game (laughs) i don't like i tried playing it i was really big into one and two and especially my brother was as well and even he couldn't get into the prequels and it's just the pre-sequels or whatever they called it and just something about it it was a different team and different time and stuff but um getting into this game it definitely was fun so i actually had to shout out to a couple guys uh i was playing with uh i know kingsley and sin actually were were playing it as well as quite a few others so we were joining in and playing it but it's just you know it's borderlands it's fun as hell it's like just silly stupid guns galore you know throwing things that just shouldn't be thrown and explosions and all that kind of stuff so and the fact that it actually was more than just pandora which is nice that that actually was a nice change so i didn't finish it before shadow keep came out but i, I did about three of the worlds and i think there's a total of four so but yeah that was that was that was kind of fun but yeah since uh shadow keep got delayed a couple weeks that was a good for a lot of people to kind of um you know go into that and it's funny because i didn't realize until right before a week before shadow keep that you know it was october one and yeah i know october one that was actually last week and last week is the week i had a tech conference for my company so i was actually in kansas city so i i, I was watching discord on that day and yeah. you were wondering if wi-fi was gonna be even a I was thing like, for holy you crap so you know so you know little things like you know having a laptop that has a gaming video card works it, it's got a 1060 in it so it's or a 1050 ti or something basically it works really well but i did a make sure that I had enough space in my SSD because it's, you know, limited, you know, SSD and it has the SSD. But then that was also when Battle.net was being uninstalled and I had to do the Sunday night before my trip. I did an uninstalled Battle.net, reinstalled my Steam version of that game, which was quick, but I knew that it wouldn't have been if I tried to do it in the hotel because, you know, hefty, as we know, Destiny was very large. So kind of to intro the whole thing, you know, to your point of, of being away from Destiny for a while, the last time you've probably played consistently was maybe um, the season of Opulence beginning a little mm-hmm. bit, but even that was only for a few weeks, right? Yeah. So, so you didn't, I don't know if you even went through the whole steam. Um, you really didn't do the, the cross save mechanic or anything like that yet. Did you? I did. One thing you might... Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was going to ask you that. Yeah, I may not have been in, active in like the Hoot Dog Discord recently, but I, I was reading and I was following. So, mm-hmm. you know, so when there was warnings or whatever saying, do this, you must do this. I was like, okay, yeah. all right, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, finding anything that was like Eververse and trying to cash it in just so you can get the bright dust. Oh, I didn't do any of that. So I, mm-hmm. I, I just, I did my, I made sure my cross save was set up. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, as far as like, I have a lot of Eververse stuff that not that didn't get cashed mm-hmm. out, so which is fine. You'll get some things for it, and the glimmer cap is higher now, so it's it's finally got to two fifty, two hundred fifty thousand. Which uh, you know I haven't I haven't hit the max yet, but um, yeah, it was it was definitely uh, 
a lot of changes to that. So I, that Sunday before I went on my trip, I was doing all that. And like I logged in and I did all my, I waited till last second to do some of my Eververse, you know, dismantling so I can get as much bright dust as I probably could before, you know, all that kind of stuff happened. And then while I was on, uh, and the, the Monday was the shutdown, right? So it was a 24 hour period where Destiny was completely offline. Um, so I ended up, uh, <laughs> side note, not to go down a tangent, but I actually started playing a little bit of Planet Zoo beta on that one. That was nice. Kind of fun. So. I need to get back into that game, and I need to do mm -hmm. it with my chat working. So, mm -hmm. well, you were playing Planet Coaster, but Planet Zoo. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Same yes. people though. I, I, I actually yeah. own it. I have not even oh, played it yet. So, yep, yeah. Well, it was only beta for like till the other day, so it'll be releasing soon. But it, beta was like for a week. Well, there there was one version of it that I I downloaded. I it must have been the beta though. So, and I was I was testing mm -hmm. it a while ago. So, or something. Mm -hmm. So. But. That was definitely, definitely fun. So that was the day. Like I had that on my, actually my with me as well, just in case for the, the Monday was my flight day. So, um, but funny enough, I ended up just watching some stuff on my phone because I wasn't feeling great. Like most of the week, I was um, as you kind of hear, I'm coming off of a, like a head and chest cold, and the week prior, and one of the reasons why we actually ha actually haven't had a recording in a little while is, you know, between Rob not feeling well, myself not feeling well for a few weeks, and just a few weird weeks of just weather and other sort of things. And we were going to record the week before Shadow Keep launched, and I just was. I had like a hundred degree temperature the entire Ugh. week every night and I was getting home and just feeling like crap. So I was like, you know, I just can't, I, I'd like to have a recording, but I just can't do it tonight. And even Dino was going to help me with do a few things like with the shower thrown that week. And I was like, I just, I just can't, I just feel like crap. So, you know, for the last two weeks it's been kind of crappy until like, you know, shadow keep kind of came out. So I was actually in a hotel lights off and stuff, you know, listening to it and it did hold up. Like it took a while and I'm not going to go through all the launch day issues because it was, you know, history. I, I was kind of watching on Twitter and uh, mm -hmm. because for one thing, I didn't take off for, uh, for that day or anything like that. So, yeah, I was just watching from work, you know, mm -hmm. you know, wishing everybody the best. But I was seeing the cues and, oh yeah, and, uh, you know, I, I was like, you know what? I'm kind of happy that I didn't, you know, not to disparage anybody that did take off on that day. But it was like mm -hmm. every other release I had usually taken the day, the day off to enjoy it all. And right. And, uh, but that day I was definitely thankful that I didn't take it off. So, yeah. And that's a big one. I mean, you're not, I mean, you're, if you were just on console, I think, I don't even know if it's any better. I don't think it was, but you know, PC, you had a lot of things going on, right? You had the migration from Battle.net and you had to go and have Steam download and then you had to have Steam unpack. So I had taken all that time on that Sunday night to download it on both my desktop and my laptop so that when I travel, I had it there. So I wouldn't have to do that at the hotel. But even when I loaded it up on Tuesday after the reset or whatever it was at one, one o'clock Eastern, um, it was like, okay, this will take two hours. I'm like, all right, well, I'm on break. So I'm going to go back to class and, you know, cause we had a conference. So I was hoping by the time I got back from that and, and maybe lunch and late lunch and stuff like that, I'd be able to play. Um, and it wasn't until after dinner, I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to really screw with this because it took the servers down. It's like I was going out and had a nice dinner. Was, I posted, you know, food porn into the into the Discord. <laughs> as it. And I uh, had a good steak, a steak uh, dinner in St. Louis. And, or sorry, yeah, in Kansas City. And uh, so I'm like, all right, by the time I get home from dinner, you know, I'm going to chill anyway. I'm not feeling great. So I'll, I'll use that excuse to leave and not go too late with people that were going to be drinking at maybe like, you know, restaurant or whatever. I was like, oh, I'm going to go home, pay my bill. I was paying for my team. So, you know, like I did my duty. <laughs> I 
pandemic or Colonel. But I was like, all right, I'm going to go home and, and to the hotel. And I just loaded it up. And it was cool because it was a dark room. It was creepy as hell. And it was an experience. <laughs> it was great, actually. Nice. So, um, I did limit myself just because I wasn't feeling well to most nights to be like four or five hours. So I really didn't finish the campaign until last Friday. So pretty much Tuesday through Friday night, I, I kind of went through it. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was definitely really, really good. And, and I think we've talked about it, but I know some others know that my, my hunter in PC land has been a pack mule. So yes. I've been kind of telling people, it's like, well, I'm not going to do anything with my hunter until Shadowkeep comes out because my plan is I'll delete her and then recreate a character doing the new light thing, you know, the whole, you know, eyes up guardian thing. So every time I would load up that guardian, I would always be like the, the fires of the red war, you know, that mission. Well, before they actually launched Shadowkeep, they did say that if anybody had characters who had not finished the red war saga um, or any of that campaign and maybe even the war mine stuff and stuff, if you really, if you like in mid progress, it reset all that. It's like, okay, well, whatever. I was thinking about it. So when I first loaded up my Hunter, I did this on day two. So day one, I played with my, my Warlock main and did that. And that was a lot, of, a lot of fun we can talk about. But day two was my like, well, let me see what happens if I load up my Hunter. Because it was at 750. Everything went up to 750. It was like they floored the, the level. So everything starts at 750 now. All your inventory, all your vault, anything that you had in your vault automatically is upgraded to 750, which is a kind of a nice little you know perk. That's yeah, fantastic. I'm trailing behind. So I load, I load her up and it's like, all of a sudden I'm seeing the like eyes up guardian, I'm like the blinking effect. I'm like, Oh, so because I hadn't done much at all with the red war campaign on that character, I was experiencing new light. So I didn't have to recreate or delete anything. It was just loading up that character. I was curious and just saw it and I was like, Oh, cool. So I did that whole first mission and it's back to D1, a revised version of the Cosmodrone first mission. Um, and you get to the point where you, you know, you go through and you kill the fall and you kill the, you know, you can kill the tank if you want to, and you go out and you see all the different like new berries and stuff like that. People that are running around and uh, you do that first mission and then you take off and then the Archon comes out and you're like, Hey, see you, you know, you leave. And that's it. That's all you have of Cosmodrome. So that, and then you're in really? the traveler at that point. So, um, so that's interesting. I, I thought that was a kind of a cool thing. Um, but then once you got to the traveler, I still haven't gone back to that. I still played a little bit longer, but you get quests for every world. So you get EDZ, you get, you do all the EDZ stuff. Like you do, you meet Devrim, you go back, you do all the lost sectors. So you, it basically walks you through each of the planets. So you start with the EDZ now, and you go through that as a new player. Being that you've had experience with Destiny 2, and mm -hmm. I, I've listened to other podcasts where um, they went through the New Light because they had never played before or they had, you know, they had played, but they had just deleted their accounts or whatever and, and just restart, decided to restart over from scratch. Did you find that starting over with New Light, was it? Because what they said was that they had a hard time understanding because of how quests and... and or, Quest, uh, quests yeah. and ba uh, bounties are set up now. Um, did you find it hard to basically kind of go to, you know, go to the next step or, or have some direction in that way? Or is if that just you, a totally new, a blind new player thing? I think it's a definitely a blind new player. If you have any experience with destiny, you kind of know generally what to do and you do meet everybody. Like you can go and you talk to Zavala, you meet a Korra, you do those things. And interestingly, um, because they give you those quests to go and meet Devrim and such, 
where in the first original Destiny, you, you did your Cosmic Drone and Cosmic Drone mission, and you went back to the planet mm -hmm. to get the hype drive and all that stuff. You kind of lose a little bit of there, and you don't see the stranger at the end of that scene either. That's the other thing you missed because in the all original right. Destiny One, there's a video that got posted of like side by side Destiny One versus Destiny Two, showing the exact sequence of how that all kind of worked out. And it's really interesting to watch, but you at the very end, as you take off and you ship and the Archon comes out of the pipe and kind of like moseys out and you're about to, you know, fight him. And then you, you turn tail and run. Um, normally you take off into the stratosphere and you go into the clouds and you go back and then you see the stranger walk up. Well, in this new light, it goes, it cuts right to a D2 title screen. Mm. And then they go through like, you know how... I forget if it was the speaker or if it wasn't Zavala, it was either the speaker or somebody else that does like those videos about we were light and, you know, talks about the traveler and does one of those like space map mission. Uh, uh, that's actually uh, your ghost saying that, I believe. Oh, is it, was it the ghost? I'm trying I to remember it, if it was, cause it was, yeah. it sounded a little bit less um, ghosty with the, you know. Yeah. So at, at the end uh, at that initial animation, I, I, I had a, a, an eye-opening experience when I realized who was talking, but it is Nolan North who was speaking. But at the end right. of it, you hear his voice get digitized. Okay. Oh, okay. All and right, it, gotcha. it, it is a subtle effect, but it was just like, oh shit, that's our ghost talking mm -hmm. there. But yeah, yeah. It, was, it was pretty neat. Because I was listening to Kotaku today, the split screen, and Maddie, who's one of the co-hosts on that, was talking about how confused she was. But I think it's because she joined in almost immediately with a party member, like a friend, and they were just chatting. Yeah. And she wasn't listening because she's like, I don't know who I am. Like, who am I? What is it? Like, it actually explains a little bit of what the grain is. Now, I do think that something completely cold coming in, it probably is still a little confusing because you're not going through your intro missions on even the Red War. It kind of introduces you to all your, like, mechanics. They don't really do that. There's not, like... I guess in, in the initial mission, you do get a little bit of that. So you're, you're learning to, you know, grab a weapon. Funny enough, I actually had a weapon already because of dim and I had, you know, oh, right. so I actually had a weapon. I didn't have a secondary. Well, I had a secondary, but I couldn't change to it, but you still pick up like the weapon in the beginning. And then you go and you shoot your first dregs and all that kind of stuff. And you kill the fallen captain and you go out to the, the, the fan and you go out to the, you know, the world and all that in there. So, I think that kind of walks you through the tutorial how to play, but it, it still doesn't really explain what Guardian is. But then that cutscene, once you take off, I think does. So if you're just kind of getting dumped onto Earth, I can understand that. But I don't know. I just I think it does enough of a walkthrough. And the fact that they give you these quests that first get you to the EDZ to talk to Devram. You see the markers, you know, the blue crown markers, and it gives you to him. And then he tells you to go things and then you do all the lost sectors and once you do all his stuff then you get another blue crown to go to titan and then you go and see T sloan and that's where i kind of left my hunter at that point like i went and did a few things on on on, on titan but then i was going back to, i don't want to you know miss my grind for my warlock to see right. how far i can get so so probably like midway through the second night i went back to my warlock and and, and loaded him back up and and started proceeding from where i was um but I don't think it was – I think it, it's a hard thing to come in with so much baggage of Destiny, meaning there's so much content that you come into with New Light. Because you remember, you're also getting still the Red War. You still have Osiris and you have Warmind that you can tap into. And uh, I think what was kind of smart is – Yeah, especially <laughs> Osiris. Probably the same thing. It's like, oh, yeah, let's go do the Osiris thing again. So, um, yeah, oh, I did boy. that too many times. But at least the one thing that I thought was interesting choice is they gave Amanda Holiday 
those legacy campaigns. So you got to trek yourself all the way over to the hangar. It says, go and see how Amanda, she wants to talk to you about some, you know, historical stuff. And you go to her and that's where you could actually start the Red War campaign. You could start like there's like little icons of everything that you own and you could just launch into that at that point. Now, I didn't do that because I wanted to still kind of do the new light thing. But I imagine if you pick the new the, the Red War campaign, it would probably launch into that at that point. And then you probably would start from the fires and all that kind of stuff, like the you know intro video and the cabal attacking and all that kind of stuff. That's what I'm assuming they would do. So I think that would give you the, I think that would give a, an intro player a little bit better of a, a footing because you're kind of given an open universe when you come in with new light. And even though you can follow those quests to go to EDZ and all that stuff, it doesn't stop you from going to Mars, Mercury, uh, forgotten, um, you know, the, the, the Forgotten's area, the, the Tangled Shore, and right. even, you know, the Dreaming City and stuff. You could still go to those areas, even with a free version. So it's interesting. Uh, so it, it can't, I could see somebody getting confused by it, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. It would have been probably better. But I know why they did it, because they wanted everybody to be able to jump in and play with their friends immediately. Everybody has 750. There's no more character level. Everybody's level 50, so nobody's at any level, if you think about it. That's where. And levels are are done away with now, correct? Yeah, I mean, there's no levels. Actually, it's the season pass. Like I think officially they still call you level fifty, but it's that's meaningless because it's the season pass now and the rank and the level in there, which is interesting. So okay, it's kind of like what they did after Taken King or whatever. Yeah, it's kind of like a reboot. Yeah, now, it's definitely, it's that level of reboot in terms of the mechanics of life. As far as like the size of the campaign is, uh, is this is not a forsaken size campaign? No. It definitely is not. Um, I think they've always said that it's kind of like a, um, a a Rise of Iron. So if you remember the Rise of Iron campaign, I would say it's probably meatier than that because I always felt a little bit shorted by the Rise of Iron. I was hyped for Rise of Iron. It was actually a really interesting campaign, but it was only maybe like five missions, maybe something like that. And I think there's more there's more meat to the um, to the moon stuff especially there's more stories and there's a lot more things that you're doing and you immediately start to kind of grind a bit as well. So I think it's, it's definitely not as light as rise of iron, but it's not a taken King size and it's definitely not a forsaken size. Forsaken was, you know, two new areas here. You're, you're, you're given the moon. And even though it's, it's much bigger, it's much more in depth and there's a lot more secrets and new things. It's also very trippy. Like you have played, you know, the moon in destiny one you come in from an angle when you first land on the moon for any spoilers, but like you come into first light. If you remember the map, the first light, the crystal map. Oh, really? It's that, it's that is the world that they integrate into the PVE. It's exactly that map. It's got those same little domes. It's got the, and you come into a battle sequence against the a hive who have risen up and you get a voiceover from Zavala and stuff. So I think if somebody had jumped in as a new player and joined into that, they probably get a little more of a starter to that as well so but it is really neat because you you're coming in from that angle and they connected it in from a different angle so if you remember where you used to always land on the moon in the first spot where all those like ramp uh, you know the Am- amway or the train tracks and stuff are the, the like the the hollow um whatever they call those the tram tram tracks kind of like the disney world trail uh, train tracks that are kind of like broken up um i forget what they call that even it's like you know train was uh, that actually a train track that ran across that I always thought it was. Yeah, I always I thought, thought it was, like as a particle accelerator or something. Uh, I always thought it was something that was at some point a transit system. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I thought it was. Maybe it is. I, it, it's broken at the end. So yeah, yeah, you can't go nothing anywhere. now. <laughs> yeah, but instead of coming from there, you come from the other side of it, and you can get to where you start off on um, the moon from originally. And actually, there's a 
um, you know, regional chess there. Funny enough that you can, where you originally would start on the moon from back in the day. If you go back to a lot of these little areas, sometimes they'll have little secrets in those too. So that's pretty neat. It's definitely, um, so length of, length of campaign though is still not, it's probably maybe 16 hours. You know, maybe it's not a three-hour campaign. That's a I'll decent say. amount of time. I mean, that's... if you really grind it, you could probably finish it in a night, which I know people have probably done. Yeah. Me, like I said, playing casually three to four hours a night by Friday, I got the campaign, the main campaign done, and then you do post-campaign stuff, which is pretty cool. So, um, I mean, I I know from you know glimpses of what I've seen as far as like you know from other Twitch streams and stuff like that though, but um. And usually I, I, I jump out because it's like, I want to, I want to absorb it all when I go back to the moon, because like a lot yep. of others have said, the moon is like one of my favorite spots in destiny. Yep. Um, yep. and just spending hours at a time, just sniping drags mm-hmm. off at a distance or whatever. I mean, that was mm-hmm. a, what I would declare is an awesome pastime for me. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like nostalgia though, I mean, does it, does it, it, does it still have that familiar feel or, I mean, it is very familiar. Um, it, there's enough new that it also feels new, but the, when you first go on there, other than the fact that you're coming from a different angle mm-hmm. and you're coming from like the first light map, which never was part of a PVE experience. It was always just the Crucible map right. um, that attaches it, but you go right into an area where you see the Shadow Keep itself. So you're kind of thrown in to an area that's new or newly revised, like a lot more crevices and things like that. And then the Shadow Keep is where you first kind of encounter the moon. Um, later, when you eventually go through the initial plot, of the first story, you get, you know, Eris comes and gives you exposition and things like that. Um, when you restart with her again, you're in a spot off of those train track things or whatever off to the side. So remember when you would, if you land on the moon and you'd hook a right and you keep going straight, you would have to then bend around to the left. Otherwise you'd hit an abyss, essentially nothing there. And like the tracks would just go off nothing and mm-hmm. whatever it was. Um, that new area is connected to that. That's where you land now. So there is actually something there and kind of come in that way. So there's a few different landing spots on the moon. There's like two or three landing spots. I think maybe two. Um, that's the primary one where Eris hangs out, you know, kind of like, you know, the one area where the NPCs always like Petra, when you first land in the Dreamy City. That's her social that gathering spot. site or whatever. That's her social gathering spot. You can't shoot anything. You're kind of like, you can carry your gun, but you can't shoot. You're starting off there, and that's where she's at. And then you can go in two different directions, both of which connected to areas that will be very familiar to you. You go into the, you know, the, 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 the light, the anchor's uh, light, and then also the other area where you start seeing a lot of, but you're coming from a different angle. So it's the same map revised with a lot more cracks and crevices there's a lot of times where i would just do the normal routine that i would think of and i would like oh crap there's a crevice here and you like end up dying because you know it's like it's a pretty big crevice you know what i mean yeah it's like you know and the ghost can make it but then you just don't quite make it so i think it's it definitely has the same nostalgia it hits all those notes i think it hits the music is excellent it's new so there's no like i don't think there's any reused music that i that i can tell although i i kind of have my music a little bit lower probably i should have it you know crank up i think we talked about this past a lot of times after time we kind of turn off the sound or keep the sound on and turn off the music um but it does have a really good soundtrack so i would put your music back up again because it is when, when i go through my initial playthrough i will i will have the music going so yeah um because <laughs> uh when i went through forsaken in a lot of those campaigns and stuff like that 
we were well into the you know yeah i remember the grind. That's why I mentioned it. <laughs> and i and i turned on the music i was like wow there's some really good music here and you're like yeah what <laughs> yep. yeah uh, mm-hmm. it's like you're just now noticing it's like yeah i just just now noticed yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's pretty good yeah. stuff yep and Those then bungee guys there's, and there's definitely more fidelity in the sound i think on the moon too there was always sound effect but it's a different level of fidelity i think that's improved and there's a lot more atmosphere groans and moans and spookiness because you know without giving too much away the plot there are you've seen those ghosts like floating like the i have seen something but like floating ghosts and stuff apparitions if you will apparitions yes um probably the better term for it um (laughs) they're the ones that give off like your patrol and your kill missions and things like that and you don't realize it at first until you start what you know driving or walking around and you hear like these moans of somebody you know like a tortured soul Oh my God! Blah, blah, blah. And then you go there. And say, oh, that's a kill mission. Okay, and you get it from that sort of apparition, basically, um, or the scan missions, which you never would ever do after a point. Those are all Tolan. So you talk to Tolan, basically. You have a little globe, and it doesn't take you very far usually. So you can do the scan missions without having to like trek over the entire map, basically. But I didn't realize those sounds were what they were. I just thought they were just ambiance. So until later, I started noticing, oh, that's a patrol thing there, or that's a kill mission there, or that's a, you know, whatever. But it, it's, it does get really creepy really quick. It's it's definitely spooky. Um, so it's a good month for it, actually. Nice. Well, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I, and uh, as we've, uh, some of our usual suspects are in chat, we have Reeb and Evil J. Uh, we, you <laughs> hey, know, guys. as they, as they know, <laughs> Uh, we've been doing a lot of uh, Red Dead recently, but I am so excited to actually give my voice a break <laughs> because mm-hmm. my throat feels like it's going to fall out. Because if I have to go to a a, a low grumpy tone again for a little while, mm-hmm. um, my my throat's going to explode. So <laughs> I <laughs> I'm I'm looking forward to a little bit of a break to come back to Destiny and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm just I'm just excited to go back to the moon and uh, mm-hmm. that uh, you haven't jumped into the raid at all. No, I've actually kept mostly blind. Although Wenzel, one of our hoot dog clan member, was part of the twenty four hour club, so they um, she joined over with Onyx actually um, to do that day one raid. And they had like three raid teams running that day. Um, took sixteen hours to complete the raid. I was like, for for that. That's, group, that's still amazing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Jeez. Yeah. I think the official team Ascend who won. Um, they assembled last year at forsaken because bungie's 12 came out today so they talked a little bit about ascend and talked a little bit about their backstory um they did it in about six hours for their for their group um so and that's a team who's very familiar with each other ones jumped in with a team who really just newly formed so they didn't have a lot of even though they're all part onyx not everybody had raided together before so it's not like you know how it is when you you have a, a, a core raid team that at least four or five people you get comfortable, you know, like, okay, I've got this part. I'm going to do this. Uh, you know, Dina is always punching the scion, you know, in the bubble, or you don't have to even think about it and buy it, right? You like, you get into these sort of roles that you're used to. When yeah. You don't have that. I think it takes a little bit longer. Um, but they actually came up with a strat that now I, we had, um, we recorded earlier, and once was our guest this week and uh, can do the raid in an hour. So um, it, it, it's like last wish. It becomes something that once you get a good strat down, you can actually complete that raid within an hour or two once you, once you know it. Um, and that was even doing some side things that you need to do for some exotic quest stuff. So, um, so I'm sure most the average stat came out today too. Most people who complete it, there's been 10,000 fire teams who have completed the raid to this point um, since wow. Saturday. 
So that's 50, uh, 60,000 people. So 10,000 raid teams. And uh, they do in about three hours is the average time. So right now, at least the running right rate. now, it, right because now. of all the education going on. I mean, right. Yeah. 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 So and apparently the this was a little tidbit that um, Wenzel shared, but there's a lot of um, strategies right now that are not optimized that you see in LFG groups that uh, Onyx and a couple others are starting to adopt these new techniques that are a lot more efficient now. So it's the same kind of things like you could try and do a raid one way but then you learn a new technique and it saves all kinds of time and makes more sense and all that kind of stuff so you know that's that's a good thing uh, but yeah it's a good time for you to come back too because not only a there's shadow keep um but there's also i think you did did you do a scourge of the past uh raid that was one with the sparrow racing in the middle with the fireball yes yes death. i did do that so you did that and that's a pretty that's a pretty good raid i still have to wait for anarchy to drop for that that's a good one um but chronosaurus is actually a pretty good raid as well it's, and it's i never jumped tough. into that one at all but yeah that was that was one that was released last season during crown of opulence i have a couple clears for that now i think two two clears i believe um so that one's still challenging for you know for the teams that haven't you know completed them yet but once you get to a, a veteran team you can you can actually get through that fairly well too so you have a little bit to, to catch up with which is fine but i think for you especially not, i know if you're like me a lot of my characters i left behind a little bit so my warlock was really my main and i had my titan again my hunter was kind of not to snuff but i had so much in the vault that everything that goes up to 750 becomes viable but then as soon as you start playing this campaign the soft cap goes up to 900 so you can get to 900 within pretty much a couple days pretty fairly easily but then the hard the soft cap hits at that point and you really have to start doing like nightfalls and other pin pinnacle activities as they call it to kind of get to like that 950 is the max and then the artifact i don't know if you know much about the artifact but it's something that is a element that is part of the new like modding system and new perk system that you level up as part of the season pass as well um so as you advance the artifact it's also adding to your light so my normal light right now is 911 uh, i think but with plus five from the artifact so i'm actually 916 light so the maximum power light is 950 and that will be the case for the entire season the artifact gets reset every season so the artifact goes back to something new this is this is how they can sort of play with different mods and different things without having to like undo and rebalance everything over time. So it's so uh, actually a concept. Uh, I, and I'm coming at you like this as a complete mm -hmm. noob because I am yep. at this point, I'm a filthy yep. casual. Yep. Uh, does that artifact figure into your power level? Yeah. It, it, it'll get you to 960 max. So officially 950 is your actual power level max plus 10 for your artifact. And so basically, let's say you complete the whole season, right? You get to 950 max light, and then you have your artifact gets maxed out, and you're at 960. The start of next season, you'll be at 950 again. Okay. Because the artifact will go back to zero. It'll blank out, and it'll be new perks and new things in that artifact. Um, and it's another leveling device. So it's yet another thing to sort of chase with experience. So you're not just getting like the, um, the, those, those special like drops that are like aesthetic looks from the Eververse stuff. You're right. also upgrading your season pass for one. So you're doing like, you know, the Fortnite or Dauntless and all those sort of things where as you gain experience, you're getting level one, level two, level three, and there's little perks that un or things that unlock like weaponry and stuff. If, if you remember back to um, the book of uh, achievements, 
in uh, Destiny 1 where you'd have like the book and you turn the pages and you'd have different equipment that you I'd get to level 5 and you get this piece of armor and you get to level 6 you get this piece of right. armor or there's... Mm-hmm. it's a similar concept but in the battle pass format so as you go through it there's a free pass version and then there's a there's a premium version so if you own Shadowkeep you automatically are part of the premium pass this is their season pass thing so if you get the overall yearly pass it's um, you know, ten dollars efficiently, effectively per season. When you buy Shadowkeep, you have the season pass. So you'll have the season pass and Shadowkeep if you just buy Shadowkeep itself. But then next season, if you want to have like the premium track, you pay ten dollars and you get access to the premium track and things like that, and some of the season activities. So that's that's their monetization method for you know, especially for the for the free to play sort of model. So Shadowkeep's the DLC. And then you can pay extra for a season pass as the different seasons progress or not. If you don't like what a season may turn out to be like season of the drifter, a lot of people didn't care, right? Mm-hmm. You could opt out of that. Now they kind of promise that they won't have that kind of a season again. Cause they, they admittedly have said that that was the best of results, but generally speaking, you don't have to get the pass um, every season and still, you can play a lot of the con- most of the content, most of the new updates and things like that. So um, but the art, and I digress, but like the, the artifact is yet another thing. So you have the season pass to uh, add your experience to that automatically drops like, you know, you get 50,000 glimmer when you get to level three, or you get like 20 shards, you know, or you get, you know, uh, the, the hand cannon drops, an exotic hand cannon drops at level one if you're a premium, or at level 20 free, you get the same hand cannon. So that Ariana's Val. So it's like, you can do the same things and even if you go free you pretty much get everything on the on the same track it's just how fast you get it based on just playing the game versus you know buying the season pass essentially so you're upgrading that and then the artifact has the same kind of thing as there's different perks that are on the on the artifact like there is these there's these challengers and heroic creatures that have like barriers and force fields well some of the perks you can respect the artifact but there's like you know you can add barrier defense resistance um over you know overriding to your hand cannons and you can pick each of these things and they get added to you can add them as another mod to your to your weaponry basically or there's things called finishers which you know is a special kind of melee hit typically you can actually get a finisher that gives everybody heavy ammo but it takes a 30 year superpower away when you do kill something with finisher you know so it's like there's different perks that you can play with that you can customize and and, re- and respect yourself if you want to. It costs Glimmer to respect, and you can clear the whole thing out again. And with the number of experience, you get points. So it's kind of like the it's like an RPG MMO system. Like as you advance the artifact, you get points that you can allocate to it, almost like a tree, but it's a grid. But it's the same kind of view. You know, you say I want one of this, one of this, one of this. So it's like in Red Dead, you know, you you advance certain traits and and trees, right. right, for skills. Same concept. It's just you're unlocking those perks through experience. So. But it also does add powers. So, like right now, my artifact is giving me five artificial power light as well. And I think you can get up to max of ten. So um, and before it scrolls off my screen here, uh, it's Wenzel in chat. Uh, congratulations on on the raid once again. But uh, says Pinnacle Gear goes up to nine sixty. Artifact goes on forever. I'm already up to plus oh, eleven okay. power on my artifact. So oh well, okay. Um, so who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh yep. I, I um i don't know she later on goes to say uh it's it, it just beca- uh, becomes insane at higher levels to get power level points uh that it becomes completely uh improbable somewhere around mm-hmm. plus 22 supposedly 
Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, okay, that's that's a lot for me to digest without even being mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. in the game just yet. But uh, um, yeah, but what the artifact kind of is there to solve? You know how like when you like for your case, you come into a season and if you missed a two one or two seasons, you feel like you're so far behind. Yes. They they eventually added those bounties that kind of get you up to level or up to power level within a few, you know, within an hour, you do enough strikes and do other things that get you up to like whatever, 600, 650, et cetera, uh, you know, 700. Um, this is to solve for that. So everybody starts every season at the same level and the artifact is what gets you to the higher levels within that season. And then at the end of the season, it resets again. And then the next season you kind of progress. It also allows them to kind of play with different mods that may not be well balanced but hey if they mess up on it and it's something that's like way op or, or not even good either scale they can just say all right well it won't come back in the next artifact you know they'll do a different artifact the next season so it's allow people to just jump in and play with their friends without having to go through all the hoops of like playing osiris to get you leveled up or to play with more mind or you know so that's that's the, that's at least their stated goal behind it you know i like oh, it yeah it's mm. good it's a good approach so. And it's another thing to shoot for. It's more loot, more equipment, more... I mean, there's another one. You get a certain package. It gives you like 100 of all the planetary... Like, you know, so as you advance, you know what you're going for. So like, okay, I get one more level and I'll get more glimmer. I'll get a package of glimmer or I'll get a, a package of shards or I'll get this armor, you know, or I'll get this leg piece or a glove or whatever. So, and then as you go through and there's exotic shard that are exotic um, engram that you can get you don't know what it is but it'll be an engram at like whatever the light is so it's, it is something to shoot for similar to like fortnite right like fortnite or dauntless whereas you're shooting for higher those are all aesthetic here there are some things that are aesthetic but there's also some things that are actually practical that you just earn through experience basically cool 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 yeah. well I, I i for one i'm i'm excited to get in there this weekend so hopefully i can catch you sometime this weekend and mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm actually excited to get back with the clan and and mm-hmm. uh, hear Dino's booming voice once again. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were playing the last couple nights. I did yeah. a lot of the regular campaign solo, which um, is kind of interesting to see some of the things because some of the stuff is revisiting some of your old nightmares and, and memory, and some of the things that you do go after. You mean there's and, clowns uh, in the game? Yeah, very oh, scary, shit. very scary clowns. <laughs> yeah, red balloons and everything. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> if I could do the Yes, I'd do it, but uh... <laughs> try for the internet for the ch- so, for the children. <laughs> it's a big Sorry. forehead. Yeah, so it was a visual bit. Yeah, visual. So yeah, it's definitely definitely good. I I think it's a great um, campaign. It's not forsaken level, you know, and it, and the end game is. I think Wenzel had a good point on our show. You know, a little, little spoiler for our show. Oh, but please spoil thing, away. One of the things that they that um that you said was the um it's more like MMO like where with Forsaken it dropped everything at once. Like everything was dropping and you had a couple things like the dungeon was found and but for the most part you knew what you got and that's what you were grinding for. This is more of a trickled approach. Like they're giving you this amount of content and the nightmare hunts. And then the Vex Offensive started on Saturday, which is a new event that you have to be part of the season pass. Which is actually fun. It's a but it's a limited time event it'll go away after the season. So it's like an activity, like think of EP or Reckoning or Menagerie, but something that doesn't stick around after the season is over. Um, you know, and it's actually very, 
loot plentiful too. You get a lot of drops. So, so it's those kind of things which really are are pretty cool as part of the end game. But then new exotic quest is going to drop. There's already a couple of exotic hidden quests right now that are there. But there's another like there's a new bow coming. There's a heavy machine gun that's coming. So the twab and other sort of materials tell you the milestone map basically and we, we posted in our sticky threads today i posted a infographic for it but they're giving you like every week next week as we know is iron banner but it also is legendary nightmare hunts as well as what was heroic was this week so they're like adding additional difficulties to different activities they're bringing back raid challenges in a few weeks so there's the first raid challenge which implies there's more than one raid challenge so you know subsequently and they actually did formally announce the new dungeon there is a new dungeon that's coming towards the end of the month so you know, it's not like just Shattered Throne where people just, hey, crap, what is this thing? You know that there's a dungeon somewhere. You, you don't know what it is. They haven't really revealed too much other than the fact that it's going to be on the moon from, you know, data miners and stuff. But it's coming, and you know it's on, I think it's the 29th, if I recall. But it's basically later, so they have a roadmap. So there's things to look forward to. Too, there's a lot of well. stuff coming out on the 29th, isn't there? Mm-hmm. If I'm correct, uh, I I didn't actually look at the roadmap, but mm-hmm. um, there there was a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, that that's not when the festival of lost starts, is it? No, I think it's a week before. Week before. Okay. I think if I if I pull up in a moment or two, I yeah, but I'll uh, I'll find it. But basically, it's uh, let's see, festival of lost is yeah another thing that's coming. Um, so actually, that is the festival of lost, 29th through the 19th, is festival of lost. It also launches the dungeon, and there's a new PvP mode called Momentum Control that also launches on the 29th, and an exotic quest, Xenophage, which is the large machine gun with explosive rounds, basically. So there's those are several things on the 29th. But like this week, there was um, you know the Hero Nightmares, and then next week is Legendary Nightmare Hunts, and then Iron Banner. So it's difficulty level. It's adding a different di- different difficulty levels to the Nightmare Hunts, which is a which is an activity, so or several activities similar to like adventures. So cool. Um, before we move on, uh, and I, I also wanted to mention too, as far as like for PVP, mm-hmm. uh, have you gotten into that, any of that at all? Because you know how much yeah. of a PVP player I am. And I know you're just, yeah, OG uh, with that stuff. No, that's one thing. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I did not jump into Chris Boyd just yet, just cause I've been having enough enjoyment with the PVE and all that kind of stuff. I will go into it. Um, to punish yourself. Uh, it's 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 interesting to hear other people's opinions of pvp so there's a lot of folks who say it's much easier right now to gain level and partly because of what they did with comp is that they they made it so that you can gain levels fairly quickly but then it's harder to lose traction like there's a floor after so many different you can only go you can't keep dropping down 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 like in the levels so like it makes it a little bit easier to kind of attain things um skill set i don't know if there's any difference but you would think there's a lot of newberry there you know that's the term by the way i've seen kind of floating the so instead of blueberries who you play with you know randoms yeah. newberries are the new light new, new blue new blueberries but they call them newberries basically so i kind of like that that term like to stick so rather than like kindergartens or anything like that i kind of have a different implication so but i would think there's enough like fresh meat out there to play but you know it's kind of hard that's hard to say i've personally haven't jumped in i know rob um who's one of our pvp guys that kind of just always does the solo you know our uh, our, our our founder and lead um he tends to do a lot of uh, solo you know comp and things like that and he said he was just getting crushed now flip side of that you know wenzel who's running with a high high-end pack and already at like 5400 50, looking for legend you know so it's like i think there's a little bit of 
you know, disparity in terms of maybe the, the levels that are there. But, you know, I guess it depends on who you get skill-based matched with. Anything else? Uh, any new... The fact that it's 3v3 is nice. They did revert back to 3v3 for combat. That is and, nice. And, and only survival. So there's no more countdown. There's no more control in comp. There's It's just survival and comp right now. Well, countdown just basically turned into elimination. Anyways. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yep, and they do have the elimination um, in the crucible to some level of trials at some point. So, any any new maps at all? Or yeah, two two revisited maps. So Widow's Court is back. Nice. And Twilight Gap is also back. Oh, fantastic! Uh, the party room. So those are two really good <laughs> maps, and there's a third that's a new map. Um, I forget what the name of it is, but I haven't uh, I haven't seen it yet. But again, I'll I'll jump into it. But what I've seen of Widow's Court, it's you know it's Widow's Court. So, you know, with some revisions and similar how they did Shores and Pantheon. And um, they actually did, I don't know if, when they brought it back, but you may have missed it. They brought Pantheon back. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. The, I can't remember the new name of it, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I still, I, I still call it Pantheon. <laughs> yeah. Pantheon. And Shores, Shores came back last week, uh, last yeah. year, I should say. So like, there's a few of those maps that have come back. So um, I think they're kind of. They've said that they've made the improvements in some of the balancing to Crucible, but they're not done with Crucible yet. So I think there'll be a more of a season that they dedicate more to like heavy duty improvements and such. But the Crucible Labs is to help test out different versions of elimination. So actual oh. elimination too, <laughs> the old school like elimination style. Yeah. All right. Um. Well, hey. I appreciate you coming on and talking to me and, and mm-hmm. walking me through this. This is my mm-hmm. this is this is not just so much for uh, just some guardians, but also just for my own benefit of coming back sure. and and I yep. was like I haven't even talked to you for a while and I was like man, mm-hmm. you know I I have plans on getting this game this weekend. It's like I really need to talk with somebody and who better than you know mm-hmm. previous co-host and and mm-hmm. uh, somebody who's adorable and you know. <laughs> <laughs> so it it just seemed to work out um Mm -hmm. but anything else uh before we move on did you want to bring up uh about destiny 2 or just basically just dive in for myself and figure it out yeah and you know i think the biggest thing that is a takeaway too is the armor 2.0 system is definitely very deep and if you start using some new armor do yourself a favor and make sure that you put up your resilience because <laughs> i found out very quickly the other day um if you start using the new armor it doesn't have as many it has more skills and perks and things like that or stats i should say but if you look at your resilience it normally is like a one two or three whereas if you start adding resilience to your armor you want to do that pretty quickly and that's part of the built-in set that you don't have to earn you just, it's just there that you can pick as long as your armor is of a certain caliber it'll help you a lot survive because I was like, I went for my 1.0 armor, like the original armor from previous to now and had all the perks and had resilience of like, you know, nine and 10 and all that kind of stuff or whatever as a warlock. And I was like at a two or three and I was like, why am I so squishy and dying so much? And I was like, Oh crap. It's cause I'm using all this cool new fancy armor that I haven't added mods to yet. So don't wait till like the end to start adding some mods add a little bit just so you can kind of like survivability or, recovery or whatever you want to do that's my only other tip i would say is like you know keep your good armor that you like and you can you know bring in new armor as you play but any new blues and new legendary armors that drop are all 2.0 so you may just miss that if you don't look for it and my and i know before armor 2.0 went in place people were doing was it crown of sorrows trying to get 
mm-hmm. Armor 2.0. Is that the only place right uh, before you get solstice. it? Solstice. Solstice, actually. You, oh, it, wasn't it was even, a solstice. Thank you. Yeah, it was a solstice, yep. Um, that painful grind, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's about that when I... out on Destiny well, for the summer. <laughs> yeah, that's essentially when I said, I gotta find something else. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but... Um, yeah. As far as, like... And I know people were, like, thirsty trying to get that armor. Mm-hmm. Um, is it even really that big of a deal as far as, like... Ma- obtaining it i mean it pretty much all drops is armor 2.0 correct everything is 2.0 even those that drop or 2.0 oh fantastic and Mm -hmm. and then essentially it doesn't matter what armor you're wearing you can make it look Mm -hmm. like anything correct yes that is a huge improvement like providing that you've had the piece of armor beforehand right um it's it's all the they give you all the uh eververse ornamentation so all the Eververse armor that you had um, when you go into a piece of armor it's actually a little bit you have to be careful when you go into armor you know when you normally look at your armor details you immediately would see shaders and mods and things like that that's there but then you have to scroll down like you know tab down you know arrow downwards mm-hmm. um, and that's where you apply the ornament and the shader you're like hey where are the shaders where are the... you have to actually go down a screen because the primary screen is all mod focused and perk focused on your armor so you do the same thing kind of like you know, when you, you go and equip your goat um your sparrow and your ship and stuff you have to hit down on your inventory same thing when you go to a piece of armor you go down and then you can actually pick there's like five or six that are there as default so even if you got the crappiest like tangled shore armor that looks like garbage i can still go and get one of my eververse um armor sets and just make it look like that so in the but it maintains icon, a property of, of the actual armor itself yes it, it maintains the property of whatever armor you have on that's nice so you know and then shaders you can do whatever with but you don't have to have the shaders i've been keeping most of the blank ones but yeah so it could be the most ugliest of like there's the one that has like it looks like an eight ball in your face as a warlock I was like <laughs> i think it's the it starts with th tholium or something or other garbage looking <laughs> and you yeah. just immediately change something that looks cool yeah i can't thorn holt or thorum holt or something like that all or, those yeah, yeah those are gross yeah yeah so at least it's nice to get that um before we move on thank you claire Knight. Mm-hmm. um before we move on uh to our next topic i also wanted to kind of just briefly talk about uh and we don't even have to deliberate on this or anything like that for that long but uh uh, last night I was met with a PlayStation party update or a PlayStation, mm-hmm. uh, operating system update. Uh, it was 7.0 point or 7.00. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, uh, I just basically had a, that was, it was basically known as the party feature update, I guess. Um, but mm-hmm. they now allow uh, a maximum of up to, uh, they've increased eight, uh, from eight players to 16 players now in the party. About damn time. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they said the network connect connectivity is improved and audio quality is improved about mm-hmm. damn time on that. Right. Um, and then they said accessibility support with chat transcription has been added us only, but mm-hmm. that's actually pretty cool for our, you know, the players that, you know, have, uh, hearing disabilities or or anything like that they can actually Mm -hmm. uh that's that's fantastic um there was one other thing too uh they said that the party app will also will offer the chat transcription Mm -hmm. um i was really hoping that they were going to announce that hey you can also be on your phone Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and have party Still audio not. through that but uh yeah. i the the big update for the playstation would be is also you can individually control each player's audio 
I think you can do that. Am I correct that you can do that on Xbox? Uh, At least can, through the you have the app. phone ability. You can mute. I think you can change the volume setting. On. Yeah, I think that's something you could do. If I recall, yeah. I, so many different systems are blending in my brain now. Oh, I like know. I, I just, I just that. wish Discord was everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> because that was ubiquitous. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's actually how we've been playing a lot of Red Dead recently. We've just been mm-hmm. uh, forgoing uh, uh, party chat and just playing with Discord. And we're, you know, yeah, it's so much. It's a much better experience on that. So, well, it's also a better quality audio too. That's one thing that I will say. You know, the Xbox has always been good with their systems. To be honest, like as much as you know, people hate on Microsoft. I think one thing that they've always gotten right was the party system and the communication system. And they were one of the first ones to jump on the whole. Hey, I can use my phone and join in with a chat. I remember Kingsley. I don't know if he's still in chat or not, but I remember when we were playing or we were playing CFEs for a little while. You were on PC. I was on PC. Or sometimes Xbox. And Dina would join on either Xbox or PC. And then you know Kingsley would join in on our chat. You know, and he would be just on the phone on a Mac. He wouldn't play the game, but he would at least join our chat. You know, mm-hmm. and that was kind of cool. Like to be able to have a party chat like that. Like that's what PlayStation. I don't know why they're not jumping on that. But well, I, who knows when? Now that they have cross save because they just announced that too recently, yeah. where they just yep. announced that that's is that out of beta now? They announced a beta that they have announced, or is it? They basically said it is now acceptable policy and it's approved to be able to do so i guess it's like sdks and other things okay and maybe just more instructional materials if you're interested you know find out more with the dev kits and things like that so okay all right well uh we're gonna go into our next topic and that was uh basically (laughs) this is a huge speculation topic right now because they just had a a playstation what what is their big event for the year yep Um, Uh, the experience yes the experience they just had this right yeah and then they just come out with a twitter (laughs) Mm -hmm. post and just said hey playstation 5's coming out (laughs) yeah that was pretty pretty much there it was and then 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 a link to an article but um Mm -hmm. um uh as i've heard it described on twitter um it looks like uh i've heard it described i think it was by glad on on twitter Mm-hmm. Um, described it saying that it looks like uh, little kids' pants, if you look at it correctly. And he's trying to go for the over/under of how much dust gets caught in the crotch. Yeah, that. You know what I thought it looked like? I think I even posted this. It looks like a bedpan to me. If it's still that same, oh, yeah, same it picture, does. doesn't it look. It looks like bedpan. It's like if that's really what it looks like. The hell are you guys doing from a UI perspective or UX? You know, that's design. Me. Yeah, that's uh, I have no idea. Um, and when I thought when I saw that picture a while ago that was leaked, mm-hmm. I thought, okay, even if that is the real thing, that's like they're going through some concepts right now. They they're yeah. just throwing everything they're, against the wall and testing it. They're out. always crazy. I mean, PS4 there was these crazy designs for a joystick controller and all that kind of stuff. And when they finally did the reveal, it was like, oh the same controller okay whatever you know it's like it was they were doing all this weird speculation and then they had all these like trademark copyrights and everything filed and it's the same thing so i'm wondering if it's a swerve i don't know i i'd really have a hard time thinking that a electronics designer would go and look at that and say yeah this is this is good this is good (laughs) i'll sign off on this right away (laughs) i'll take a box instead let's just have a big box that's better than that so i don't know yeah, I'd love to hear the uh, what thought went into that sometime. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, 
Uh, let's see here. Uh, so yeah, specs, specs were mostly announced, and I have a spec sheet up that I lo- I'm looking at. Um, there's been a few comparisons, of course, between Xbox and, and PlayStation 5. And the, a lot of the specs are the same, at least um, the generic version of what is stated is very similar, I should say. Like, they both have SSDs. Oh, freaking time. <laughs> Thank God. Well, Could you imagine if they didn't have an SSD? station or the xbox like i couldn't even imagine that at this point well and and i think with that announcement that they're going to have ssd they said they pretty much announced that there's not going to be any uh loading time trickery that the developers have Mm -hmm. to work on anymore um you know like you have to go through this long you know tunnel or whatever to get to where you're going to to preload stuff or right you know, uh, it, mm-hmm. it's going to be pretty much near instant. So the best one was always for me the Assassin's Creed one, where you're like going through the clouds or whatever fog, you're there, and it's like this is obviously loading screen. Why are you guys doing this? It's like, come on, you're making me move in any direction, but it's meaningless. I could just do nothing, and it's still going to do the same thing. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, I, one of the things uh, in we'll we'll talk about the controller here in a little bit, but uh, and I don't and I don't know if you're actually looking at the controller currently right now. Um, but as far as like, uh, USB, it's USB 3.0. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. It's also type C, which mm-hmm. I am extremely happy, happy about because, yeah. uh, this, this micro USB device that I, or the cable that I'm using, um, I've, that's the only way that I've actually broken PS4 controllers actually, uh, yeah. is just the connector itself because I'm so tired of that thing, but I'm really excited for a type C connector yeah. it's a little bit more rigid and mm-hmm. um i don't have to worry about my nine-year-old <laughs> plugging it in yeah. and you know smashing uh contacts both ways yeah mm-hmm. yeah so it, it's it'll actually be a, a better hookup at least for for younger people but um yep and uh, actually you don't have a switch right nintendo switch because they've they've, I do. they've moved to that too so if you look at it that's actually a USB-C. Mm-hmm. controller or uh, cable yep so that's smart like you figure the target audience for that is both you know adults and younger so that makes sense to have a sturdier heavier heftier you know more ad- flexible adapter basically yeah um they're uh as far as um and i didn't realize that the playstation 4 actually had an amd chip in it um mm-hmm. but they're basically using an amd ryzen 8 core chip in it so I, yep. I I don't have any actual specs as far as like uh, um, frequencies or anything like that is concerned. But the only thing that they've said is that it's an eight core. I think that's that's the only they haven't said a speed or anything else other than see uh, in here. Um, but yeah, it's an eight core, and that's about all that they've revealed. They haven't said anything else besides that. And I don't think they've said how much memory it has either yet. Did they? In terms of the overall memory no however it it supports up to 8k and Mm -hmm. you've you've got to have some decent memory for for, to at least support that yeah um so uh and they they have a custom radeon uh chip it looks like for uh, the Mm -hmm. gpu so they have the navi new navi uh system which i think is geared towards like mobile and lighter devices if i recall Okay. Um, and uh, looks like it is once again coming with PSVR support, mm-hmm. and um, 
which is awesome. So hopefully that'll actually, you know, better experiences mm-hmm. with, with that console can actually, you know, at a much more affordable price could yeah come out of that. So And it's the same one too, which was pretty well um, I don't know about still sales, but I know it was had a lot of good sales when it first launched. The PS, um, I think it was one of the top VR ones. I mean, we know all about Oculus and other ones, but I think the PS4 actually was outselling it just because price tag was pretty reasonable for what it is. Um, have they listed an actual projected price for it? Mm-mm. No, you probably won't see that until next year, I think. Okay. And uh, yeah, it looks like uh, right around uh, the holiday season of 2020 is when they're planning on releasing. So yeah, I just thought, I just thought it was really interesting uh, just goes to show you how weird sony is as a company uh mm-hmm. they just had their big playstation event they could have you know what mm-hmm. was it just a month ago or whatever maybe yeah uh, it wasn't even i think i think it was a few weeks ago it was right before my trip and it was the stream right it was just some video that was there they had left too was the big bang at the end of it and like nothing was mentioned about a new um new uh, console yeah just weird it is weird. Yeah, if mm-hmm. that at a time when you could have actually had people, you know, in video explaining stuff or at least going into detail about it, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they just wanted to get it out there and say, "Hey, it's coming for sure." You know, stop right. speculating, you know. Yep. Uh please stop calling us. Yeah, stop stop talking. <laughs> Here's what it is. Stop bugging us, stop speculating, you know. So, um the controller uh was also uh kind of interested me not just with the type c connector um but they said that the uh there's going to be some haptic feedback involved not just with mm-hmm. rumble but um you're actually going to have like uh one article i was reading and and forgive me i don't have it up in front of me but they they basically said that you know you're going to actually have a different feeling from when you're shooting like a pistol to Mm-hmm. you know a shotgun a bow or yeah mm-hmm. and you know you're actually going to have like uh where it's going to feel like that the trigger is actually pushing back on you a little bit yep um i think I it's think cool called it adaptive tactile or something like something of those yeah. lines is what the term they used yeah wired i think had a big detail on that one supposedly so. i'm sure it's probably like old school force feedback like what microsoft created in the past but uh yeah better imp- better improved but similar concept do you play with rumble yeah, I usually do. Um, it's funny. I have turned it off at different times when I've um, had some games that are just a little more annoying, like some of the racing games I like to have them in, like like Forza, for example, PC or Xbox, if you play it, it's kind of nice to have that feel of the road when you have that. Mm-hmm. Other games, it becomes a little jarring if they don't do it right, or you put it down and then things start vibrating like crazy, like some of the RPG games and stuff like that. I would turn it off sometimes. But for the most part, I would, I would keep it on. I know people who used to turn it off for like Call of Duty and stuff and it gives you a little bit of, I guess, an advantage and stuff, but yeah, I never, I always kind of liked having that feel to it. So, yeah. So I, I'm, I, I think it's cool to try out. Um, I will probably be actually disabling it because I'm the type of person that gets yeah. mad. You know, I have ADD myself, so it's like, um, that's one of the reasons why, uh, I thought I got better in the crucible when I stopped using rumble all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I felt it was just a huge distraction to me and, and, and Kelly, I would, yeah. um, just felt like, you know, it was a, it was a world of difference when I actually was able to turn it off and actually just enjoy it, you know, for, mm-hmm. at that, you know, when I can't enjoy it. So, yeah. Um, did we see anything else as far as like 
Uh, anything that catches your eye at all? Um, it it, big, uh, it looks. Stupid. I was happy about backward compatibility. That was huge. It actually is PS4 and I believe PS3, PS2, PS1. I think it's ba it's fully backward compatible. Apparently. Oh wow! So that's actually pretty nice. It says. I think it'll be probably the um, it'll probably be still a few things that probably won't work, you know, based on how the game was built and, you know, like how they had before where they might have to do an emulation of it. But this is the first time um, that Sony has actually kind of done a, a, a reasonable job of trying to get backward compatibility to work. And I'm assuming it means you like the Xbox one where you could put in like your old disc and it will either do an emulation mode or do a download or something where it'll actually play that game. So hopefully they do it to that level. That's what I'm hoping for. And not just do like a PS now where it's like, Hey, we're giving you these games that are the old games, but you can still play them kind of thing. Yeah. So. And my understanding is they hired a company that was known for porting games mm -hmm. and they actually, this, this company, uh, and, uh, I just heard it today, but, and I, and the, the name escapes me as somebody in chat has that name of the company, but, uh, mm -hmm. basically they just went through, a bunch of their catalog and just basically to where they're almost running native uh, without yeah. emulation actually. So that's interesting. Hmm. So, which would be, you know, a much more ideal experience I would think. So, yeah. Um, and that would get you more adoption too, because one of the biggest things besides price of a new console is if you can't play the games you currently have, or you just bought that are coming out that aren't for that new console, you know, you're kind of, hurting yourself a bit by the sales yeah so if you if you have a, a massive catalog and you're just carrying that on um it may make it harder for making changes down the road if you decide to make an architecture change or something like that mm -hmm. uh but uh but if you already have a huge catalog ready to go and mm -hmm. you know and and also you're uh touting the virtues of you know hey we also have all these capabilities that you can also design for um mm -hmm. that's compelling to me once again uh i you know i, I i'm still hoping that xbox does something to woo me you know i i want to be wooed by another console at some point mm -hmm. um but until they actually have like you know major titles or something that really want to pull me in i i think i'm just gonna hang yeah. out with playstation for now but uh, See, I, I've always it, it depends on the generation, and this this is probably if I look at my cycle, this would be my Xbox cycle, because <laughs> you know I exactly. started with PS1, and then I went to like Xbox, and then PS2, and then Xbox 360. Waited a very long time for PS3, but then got the PS4 pretty much immediately. Waited on Xbox One for a very long time because just Microsoft was handling that whole console platform initially. But now, if I had to really say, other than exclusive games. What I enjoy more, if I'm going to pick a console to play on, and let's throw a Switch out because that's a different animal, like I prefer playing things on an Xbox One over a PlayStation. Controller is better, the, the, the networking is better, the game is itself in terms of like the community, in terms of like, you know, your party system and all that kind of stuff is way better. The play anywhere between PC and Xbox is way better. Like you actually have that, and Sony might get there, but it's not like part of their marketing strategy, right? So, like, I think that this is actually the time where I think there's a turnaround a little bit. Sony's been proven to be very um, rigid, and they're trying to open it up again. Whereas, strangely enough, Microsoft's trying to be more open now and has been successful in, in the last year, especially, which is not where I would thought I would have said like a couple years ago. So. Yeah, well, and I think so Sony is basically at the point where they're saying, here's our catalog. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. you know, whatever mm-hmm. you guys have your choice, you know, you guys can go off to another console that they're going to make an update and it's not going to be backwards compatible or whatever. Right. Um, good luck with that. Or you can come over with us, but yeah. um, I, and I, you know, not to down talk uh, Xbox or, or Microsoft for that matter. Um, but now they've gotten into a point now where it's like uh, Microsoft earnings calls. They don't even mm-hmm. go through the mentioning of how many consoles are sold anymore. They actually yeah. omitted that out of, out of the, mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the earnings call. And I was just like, when I heard that the last time I was just like, eh, that's, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, this next, this next, uh, console, they've got to hit it out of the park or else. Yeah. I, I don't think that they're going to be around for much longer, but. Yeah. I mean, I don't think the technology of Xbox one was any problem. The problem was the whole marketing strategy. And you, now you have new that's the biggest thing. They really pushed entertainment, entertainment console, entertainment yeah. console to the point where all the gamers are like, screw you. I am not. I was one of them. You guys aren't focusing on this. I don't want my Xbox to be a DVR. I still don't plug it into my cable. I don't want, maybe there's some people that will do that now maybe because of cord cutting and stuff, but I have no interest in doing that. My console is my console. I don't, don't put all that extra crap in there and make it so expensive. And that's the other thing, price tech. Price mm-hmm. tech is going to be a big difference. If these aren't very different prices, you know, it's going to be game exclusivity, which is where Sony's tended to be the one who wins out because you can only play like God of War originally on that game. You can only play Last of Us originally on PlayStation, you know, other games, similar thing. So like they're having exclusive games. Um, you know, Xbox is sort of like bastardized a bit. They've even kind of said they don't really care if people are playing Xbox or PC. They just want people to be playing on the Microsoft platform, regardless of whether it's console or PC. But the but the nice thing, as everybody knows, is like have a new generation console. That's going to be a whole lot more bang for your buck than trying to for a new person to try and assemble a computer. You know, for those of us who constantly upgrade their PC over time and keep it up to speed, or every few years do an upgrade, you're used to doing it. But it's that it's that threshold of how much do I want to pay to get the newest card? I mean, I just got an AMD 5700 XT. I paid 399 for that. That's freaking con- that's console cost. Like. You know, that's the thing. Like, I got a ton of value. I got 400% maybe more GPU, and the, the system is awesome now. But to do that every few years, it's 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 hard on a budget, you know, when you try and do that stuff. Yeah. So that's where new generations are where the consoles tend to kind of always peak and do really well. And then, obviously, X, you know, PC is always going to be superior in terms of specs. But, you know, if the games aren't, aren't as impelling. So we'll have to see. Um, All right. Well, yep. uh, like I said, it was just going to be mostly speculation for the, the PlayStation 5. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, 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 we, so I can do really speculate yeah. a little bit more. And I mm-hmm. love to speculate. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, uh, the controller, I, I don't know much to say other than the, the triggers or something like that. But in, in their, I, I believe they're rendered pictures. I don't know if they're actually official pictures of the controller but i think they're design spec or um design mock-ups or whatever i don't think those are well they said it's going to be modular too like there's going to actually be spot things that you can modules that you can pop off of it pop into Mm -hmm. it kind of like joy cons in a way how they attach the switch Mm -hmm. or whatever but um they're going to have different modules for the controller too so that'll be interesting to see what they have for that but it's probably um, going to be i don't know if you've seen the new astro controllers um, that you can change to the configuration of what you want. 
the Xbox style where you have this joystick up and lower, or if you want the PlayStation where they're both lower, you can just rearrange those. Oh, that's Same thing with cool. that. That strikes you really cool. Um, and they've got the the back, they've got buttons on the back as opposed to the, the paddles like the scuffs do. So they actually have a pretty good, pretty good price for that and good cost there. It's expensive, but it's, you know, it's cool. The Elite controller is another good example, like the Microsoft Elite 2, especially. You can do the same thing. You can reassemble and rearrange it. So I think Sony kind of had to do that because everybody else is starting to do that too. And like you said, you know, Nintendo's kind of done that a little bit as well. So. I just want a button configuration that's the same. I think I've gone on this rant before, but like, I want X to be an X, Y to Y, square and X. Like, just freaking use the same one. I go from like, you look at Google, you look at Xbox, you look at Switch, and they all have different freaking buttons for A, B, X, and Y. It's like, why? That's one of the reasons why when I ordered my scuff, I didn't have the buttons labeled. They're they're naked buttons. So, yeah. Because I I really didn't care because if if I were to ever take that controller and play it on PC whatever I I didn't mm-hmm. and they don't give you the prompts or whatever properly I didn't want to have to deal with that so yeah yeah well that's actually another not to be an Xbox seller here but like that's oh, one thing geez. that is nice about the Xbox is like you can change any button to anything regardless that's there's a controller for that like there's a sorry there's a con- console for that within the system so like you don't like this trigger that becomes the a or b or whatever you can do that it's just like you said the labeling is the pain in the ass i'm constantly going for my switch where like a is normally on an xbox is the bottom but you know bottom button where normally x is on a playstation and then b is the other one and it's completely flipped on the, on the switch so i was like i always have to keep looking down so i need the stupid labels because i have to look down and say which one is it again because <laughs> it's just you don't remember what it is so i think sony's got it right with the symbols <laughs> well I guess that's our talk on PlayStation Five for this mm-hmm. week. Uh, but uh, hopefully, it, they they release out some more information because I, I really want to see um, what they come out with because uh, I am interested in the next generation of console gaming and and uh, so we'll see what that brings us. So um, mm-hmm. I don't have any soundboard or anything like that set up. Hell, I didn't have a, a an intro music at the beginning of the show. So. Um, there's going to have to be some, uh, serious, uh, um, work here done, but, uh, uh, when Elmer gets back, he can come back to all that, uh, uh, all that, that fun stuff. So, so you um, want me to go, let's do our email. Because Ow. I don't have an email. <laughs> um, I also, uh, Actually, I didn't even prepare a, uh, a question. Do you have a question that you'd like to ask the community? Because uh, we we ask the questions here, man. <laughs> I ask a question, old man. <laughs> do, do, you, do you have any uh, interesting question you'd like to ask the community for this week? No, I mean, I wasn't really... No, I wasn't really thinking about it. I actually lost track of which, which was last week's. <laughs> uh, Ashley, uh, last week's uh, episode was just posted tonight. So, okay. uh, so you didn't yeah. hear it, and I don't think it was posted in Discord. No. So uh, we okay. failed on that part, but uh, yeah. No problem. But uh, <laughs> I don't even have a question for this week. Uh, honestly, uh, uh, I was uh, I, I was happy that I even got it up to this point. So, mm-hmm. so but... Uh, all right, well, I guess we can go ahead and close on out. It's like newsflash. Gumbay was able to get it up. There you go. <laughs> I always get it up. <laughs> always. The one, thing, the one thing that you didn't mention that I would have been surprised that you would have mentioned, 
PC announced the Red Dead Redemption is coming to PC on November. Well, yes, that is true. Uh, um, I, gosh, why did they have to do the double dip? Um, I, I so okay. <laughs> I realize it looks like that I'm stumbling on my talking, and I am. You are. Um, <laughs> uh, in a way, I'm excited that it came out and that it's coming out on PC next month. Um, it's going to be another $60 or whatever that I'm probably going to eventually have to spend. Um, I have some announcements for Red Dead down the road, probably about a month after, after we get some things worked out. Mm -hmm. Um, it involves server hosting and, and, uh, we're, uh, I'm deep diving into a lot of that right now, getting a lot of that worked out, uh, just learning uh, the languages and scripts and all that, which has been a lot of fun, but also uh, when things don't work, it really doesn't work. So, uh, uh, but um, I probably won't be spending a whole lot of time in online because that means the modding community is going to be coming in. And uh, I don't know if you've ever even on PlayStation uh, or not even on PlayStation, it's uh, on PC. If you play the online version of GTA uh, five, mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty disgusting mm-hmm. um, because you could be driving down the road w- one minute and the next minute you're teleported into someone's apartment and, it, and basically explosions are going off all around you. It, it's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I am looking forward to mods to, uh, segregate and make your own online experience and that's what i'll be focusing on for that and yeah. uh for some wonderful content and some hilarious experiences so mm-hmm. um but yes uh red dead redemption 2 is coming out for pc um it is uh and i actually had the specs i can't switch my screen over because i had that in discord but uh it's basically recommended specs is going to be a 1060 mm-hmm. uh nvidia card yeah. So yeah. memory textures and stuff. Yeah. Yep. And uh so it's it's uh it's gonna be a beefy uh beefy game to run on, on the old PC and that actually kind of uh, alerted me and thought I've only had this computer now for nearly a year and a half now and I already have to update my, my video card. So Yep. <laughs> so if my you... console is endearing at times as much yeah. as I love PC Master Ace and it is truth. It is also very expensive. Um, yeah. And, you know, like I said, I, I did a deal with the 5700 XT, got a lot of bang for that buck, and that will give me another year or two, I think, down the road because my uh, 1060 was not cutting it in what I was wanting it to do, basically. So, you know, and you see a good deal, and that's what it is. So um, I, I was curious with any of that. Are, have they men- mentioned anything about, um, not necessarily cross-play, I'm not expecting, but cross-save? <laughs> Have they now started? Was it remaining silent? I was trying to look it up, but I didn't see if they said anything about cross save Red Dead Online. I'm not expecting to save single player game, but I would hope the online was. So with GTA, um, if you did stuff through the social club, uh, this is only when I know they haven't actually come out and officially said anything. But uh, if I remember with GTA uh, going from console to PC, um, I do remember that there were certain things like uh, your money was transferred over if you did certain things for your social club. I still had to set up a character though. And mm-hmm. I imagine this is rockstar here and just 
this is what Rockstar does. They make money. Yeah. <laughs> they're really good at making money and uh they're going to get it out of you one way or the other if you want to play their mm-hmm. game. So my guess is you're probably going to have to start over online with another character and start the whole process over again. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping that they, you know, within that, that they come out with some type of announcement that says, hey, by the way, cross save is available if you go through the social yeah. club and all that. Um, at least the gold that you purchased through the game or whatever is transferred over. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. My hope is I remember GTA didn't do it with PC, but when they went from PS three to PS four, if you recall that time period between the consoles, both overlapping, mm-hmm. they gave an offer because I did it with um, the, the, the last GTA. I bought it on PS three and I got it for like a really like $20 more and I got it on PS4 and it actually had my cross save of the single player game at least. Yeah. That was before the online kind of took off, but I, I would hope they would have something of that nature. I th- I don't even know yeah. if they even had the social club up at that time either, so It was kind of like in a beta. It was yeah. like just coming up. It was like it's kind of like what Ubisoft now, right? Or was until recently before they started to do the UB play, but like it was really just like you know, social sharing. You could do the phone, you still have the phone app or whatever, they could do some things with it. It would be like second screen kind of stuff, but it wasn't very, you know, it wasn't like cross saving stuff a whole bunch. I think you got achievements and you might have been able to put that towards perks and you know, aesthetics and things like that, but otherwise, yeah. But uh, I, I will be getting it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to I have to rethink what I'm gonna do. I, I, as I mentioned before, I'm gonna have to rethink what I'm gonna do on video card because yeah. if mm-hmm. if that's coming up to that now, I'm gonna have to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Reben uh, Reben in chat just said, uh, I believe our, uh, Red Dead Redemption Two PC uh will be two screen capable. Um, you can do that now with some Nvidia uh spanning, but. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they actually have anything set up for that. Um, I haven't yeah. read too much into that, but it'd be, I'd be interesting to look into that. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I have some, I have some fears on, on what it could be and stuff, but mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm also excited. I just wish they did this last year when the game yeah. released and maybe, you know, I understand that it's, whatever they have to do to get whatever they need to do to get it uh, set up for PC. Mm-hmm. I just wish they would have staggered off to uh, a month or whatever, but I, I, I got a little distraught because uh, on, on Twitter, you know, people were uh, w- during the announcement. Um, There's a bunch of people on Twitter that were saying, Hey, thanks for beta testing us for, you know, for us PC players yeah. and stuff. And I was like, yeah, it's yeah. not really a nice thing Trolls. to say. <laughs> Yeah, even if it's somewhat true, but officially Red Dead Online didn't go beta until what summertime? Like this last big update wasn't the version one. It was like didn't they release one oh right before? And then this was a huge content drop. It wasn't like this was the out of beta. I think it wasn't early summer where they said okay, RDO is now on out of beta and it's like fully released, but we're having content. Yeah, something like that. that. But uh, yeah, yeah, just the big update that came through this this last Mm -hmm. month. I mean. Um, now, now pretty much it's kind of winding down pretty much on your weekly basis. Uh, you, you're getting, uh, um, a legendary bounty per week. 
mm-hmm. um, which have been super fun. Um, it's just we just all been having this uh, this realization that you know all this grinding and stuff that we've been doing in the game right now is gonna probably come to a halt on console. You know, because you know, uh, I I I'm probably like the lowest of rank in in our group, but it, it's like uh, I'm like I'm at like level 65 you know i i got most mm-hmm. of my stuff my furnishings for my camp set up um got most weapons in the game mm-hmm. and uh it's just really disheartening just to think uh, i'm gonna have to go through yeah. all that again and, uh, it, it's funny because before the not funny but just as one of those things that <laughs> i mentioned the reason why i didn't immediately jump into it is the delay and the download of PS, playstation all that kind of stuff and then end up getting hooked into gears 5 until borderlands came out kind of in the back of my mind i was like try i tried playing a little bit on playstation i was like i haven't played on a console and even a playstation in so long that these loading screens are just killing me and i'm just not feeling it's i'm just not feeling it right and it's just one of those things that um you know i have an old ps4 you know early first release like i upgraded the hard drive but it's like it's still the original playstation not a pro and so everything feels so sluggish even as gorgeous as our rdo is I'm like thinking to myself, I was like, they're probably bound to have the PlayStation PC version come out soon. And am I going to put all this time into it and then dump it for Borderlands and then dump it for Shadowkeep? So ultimately that kind of slowed me down from jumping back into it because Gears got its hooks into me and then so did Borderlands, you know, so then Shadowkeep. So it's like I kind of held off, but I saw you guys having a lot of, it looked like you got a lot of fun into it and it looked pretty cool. It's just by that point I was like level one bounty guy and you're, 50 or whatever it is at this point it's like you know okay yeah uh, last night's uh, uh we did the uh, uh before uh elmer did his last stream before he went on vacation so and he wanted to get the level five bounty of this mm-hmm. week's legendary bounty done and uh it was fun however it was frustrating there were some kind of stupid mechanics uh especially when you go to rank five there's enemies that don't show up on your mini map at all that are just shooting you and they're tanky yeah and uh you have a guy up in a tower just sniping all around you uh reed Mm -hmm. was doing a wonderful job getting up into the tower and just taking out that guy immediately but um uh funny story about that we got it done after about six or seven tries it was just getting frustrated but frustrating but Mm -hmm. um when you get done with the uh the bounty uh, you're basically set out on the streets of Ansburg, which is basically a railroad town. And uh, it was hilarious because uh, a few weeks ago, we actually were doing a large delivery wagon over a long distance, and we had our wagon attacked mm-hmm. by enemy players. They ran away with half the materials, and we, you know, and we were kind of bummed about it. The funny thing was, is when we got out of the bounty last night, uh, we're just set out on the streets of Ansburg. And we just looked down the rail and there's this wagon heading right towards us. And we saw the little red dot on our mini map and, and Elmer's mm-hmm. like, Oh shit, they're doing a long distance delivery. <laughs> and I immediately switched over to explosive rounds and started drinking health tonics to tank up. <laughs> and we just killed the people immediately and ran off with their carriage. And they were going the wrong way once we got our heading of where we're supposed to go. And uh, basically, I was just there, you know, I think Reeb, uh, Elmer took off with the wagon and started heading towards the destination. But uh, Reeb, uh, Evil J, and I were just basically uh, cannon fodder. We were just, you know, targets to help Elmer get away. 
and uh, we we managed to make the delivery ourselves. We ripped it right from them, and you know it was almost a uh, um, see a thieves moment for us, where we just took mm-hmm. all their their loot, and uh, it was it was actually a lot of fun. Uh, you don't get any money or or uh, rank up, I, or you. I, I don't know if you get any XP or anything like that from stealing a a wagon, but. Uh, it was just I don't know I I I had this uh, euphoria come over me because I felt <laughs> like somehow we were redeemed, you know mm-hmm. we we had we had stood our ground and and made it back off of the loot so I thought it was a lot of fun, mm-hmm. but uh yeah even uh when I first saw them I never felt happier <laughs> immediately mm-hmm. killed them both mm-hmm. so but uh yeah it was it was a good time so. But uh, anything else? Nope. Okay. This is kind of an unofficial episode compared to the normal madness, but it's going to be saved though, right? In public. Oh, it it'll be saved. Okay. Don't you worry. So <laughs> if it happens again, so help me. <laughs> I promise you, don't worry. Uh, Beating a dead horse and all that, yeah. So yeah, yeah. loose back to RDO. He's stinky. <laughs> but uh so um clear night that's where he said yeah yeah <laughs> because you can't do a head nod because no one hears that so it's visual bit no <laughs> <laughs> uh where can people find you places Okay. Places on the web. Good night, everyone. <laughs> night. <laughs> you can find me on uh, on pretty much any any network as Clear Night, except for Twitter, which is Clear Night underscore. And you can also hear our uh, Hoot Dog Radio. Kind of taking a break for a little bit again with the summer, but now that Shadow Keep is kicked in, we're kind of getting back on our Get schedules. So I have and you did, tonight, you... so we'll be posting it sometime in the next week. So fantastic! Can't wait to hear yeah. it. So, yeah. um. I guess I, I'll just lead off where I am because I'm not used to usually doing this. So uh, I, I, the line? <laughs> I, I guess so. We'll see. <laughs> Give me one damn moment. Uh, one step at a time, Rick Claire Knight. Um, God, know the line. <laughs> do you know the line? No, I know it generally. <laughs> if I thought about it, like utter incompetence and mutual chaos. So save that. Yeah. Save that. You, you're you're on the right track. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Type it in chat there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, I am Gumbait101. You can find me everywhere at Gumbait101. Um, we are listed. This is obviously you're listening to Just Some Guardians. Uh, we're on Podbean, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, um, Old Wax Cylinders. Um, I think on some rare eight tracks. Uh, just anywhere mm-hmm. uh, you you can search for just some because apparently there's a there's a rush on the materials that are well cassette. they deteriorate over time yeah yeah pretty easily but um yeah uh basically anywhere Kinda where like you spit s- is <laughs> deteriorating over time <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that right that is correct uh but yes so uh, anywhere where you can search for just some guardians uh, you can find us uh, also where you can find us is just some guardians dot com. Uh, where you can find our YouTube uh, videos. You can find, uh, you can actually listen to previous versions of the show as well, and that also is linked back to Podbean. And you can also find our blog. And let's see here, what else do we have up on there? 
I don't know what else we have in there. I'm working on stuff still. There's also some stuff with uh, some some server stuff that uh, I am working on that will also be pushed through the website. Easy linkable stuff. If you want to contact our Discord or connect to our Discord, just go to justsomeguardians.com slash Discord. Easy as pie. Even Russell easy can do peasy. it. Even Russell? Really? That even that says easy. that on the website. It supports Max? <laughs> yes. <laughs> little, little joke there. <laughs> but, uh, what else, what else am I forgetting? But, uh, yeah, you can also find us on uh, Twitch at twitch.tv slash justsomeguardians, 11 uh, 11.30 on Thursday nights, uh, ish, Eastern ish, Time. Ish, yeah, ish, I was a little late ish. getting going because uh, uh, getting a, a different scene set up. So I did the best I can, guys. I'm sorry. But uh, um, anyways, <laughs> Reven, get shit on absentee Russell. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, all right. Uh, Clear Knight, would you like to take us out? Sure thing. Join us next week for some utter incompetence and mutual chaos. I'll go with it. That's beautiful. Thank you. It's my twist. Can't be the same. Who am I, Laz? I'm not writing the material. <laughs> <laughs> you should You should also go into justsomeguardians.com. I don't know if you've actually uh, read his testimonial. On, on the front page. It's, it's classic. Hmm. I so. gotta check that out. 